0: The reading is taken from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. The Temptation of Jesus Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to thee, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Well, we've just heard how we're going to have a series of talks during Lent, remembering those 40 days Jesus spent in the wilderness, just after his baptism, and leading us to Holy Week and Easter. It's a time when we think about giving up something which may be beneficial for others. We may be able to use the money we've saved for a good cause. We may... Uh, What we're doing at Tangmere is that we have a list for the 40 days of Lent, and we're supposed to put a foodstuff that the food bank needs into a box so that at the end of Lent it can all be sent to the food bank. So it's sort of doing something rather than giving something up. This Sunday is about giving up control. We like to be in control of our lives. We want to do what we like. But what we want is not necessarily what God wants of us. Our first reading was The Serpent or the Devil in the Garden of Eden and the Apple. I brought an apple from one of my bowls today Uh, When I looked at it this morning, it reminded me, I don't know about you, of Walt Disney's Snow White. And the wicked queen, disguised as a witch, offers those apples to Snow White. Just the same, really. She was tempting, Snow White. That devil or serpent or snake had a very silvery sort of tongue trying to persuade Eve to do what he wants. The stories are trying to explain how evil, sin and death came into the beautiful world God had created. Adam and Eve do what they think they want by eating the apple and learning about good and evil instead of doing what God wants. Their being in control rather than God. Jesus came into the world to follow God's will. And through him coming, all can be put right. Sin can be understood as involving disobedience, failure of loyalty, a turning away from the source of life, who is God. And instead, death has come into the world. Through Jesus, a solution has come. Jesus does not start where Adam started, wanting to be God. He only wanted to be God when he ate that apple. How could Jesus, as he was God? But where Adam and Eve ended up, He came into that world, into the painful mess humanity has become. And Jesus shows obedience to the whole saving plan of God, showing obedience to God rather than the human impulses of the desire to be in control. The people of Israel... And all the people in the world and us now have shown ourselves so often disobedient to the will of God. The first sentence of our reading has God taking Adam and putting him in the garden to till it and keep it. Cultivation of crops and the care of animals is important to God and his people. Without them, we can't live. In the book of Proverbs, we have, he who tills his land will have plenty. And then there's the image of the good shepherd who cares for his sheep. And this tilling and keeping affects how we parent our children, teach them in schools, use the raw materials of the world like wood and coal, all to bring out the best in our children and the things the world produces. But today, we are attempting to deal with a world that has been used selfishly to produce food and wealth with little thought to the future well-being. Another case of us being in control that has had such worrying effects on the world around us. Adam and Eve were given clear instructions, both as humans and the natural world can be taught to act in the right way, to produce the best that will be good for humans and the world. I work in a community garden on Saturdays, and yesterday I was weeding the cultivated blackberry and raspberry bed. Now the blackberry had to be retrained and pruned onto its trellis and the raspberries cut down to the ground for new growth to produce this year's fruit. In a similar way, we must listen and obey God's teaching. We can be taught and guided by God in order to become more caring human beings. Again, another way of giving up our control for God's. Adam and Eve's first joy of the garden changed to toil and trouble and death, all brought about by deciding not to obey God, but do what that serpent told them to instead. There is an example of someone who later did obey with the consequence we remembered at Christmas, and this was Mary. She accepted the message of the angel Gabriel to become the mother of Jesus. The gospel, the good news Jesus brought, invites us to join in Jesus' obedience and life. His obedience and life. Swallowed up that disobedience and death, brought about the fall, what we call that time when Adam and Eve were tempted to eat that fruit which caused so much damage. As we are baptized into Christ's death, we are freed from death, which was the fruit of the first disobedience. And in Christ, we rise to the newness of life. Coming to faith should bring great joy rather than that horrible life that Adam and Eve began to live. We're going to come very soon to the service of baptism of Sebastian and Iris. And in that service, there's a part called The Decision. It begins... In baptism, God calls us out of darkness into his marvellous light. To follow Christ means dying to sin and rising to new life with him. Jesus in the wilderness gave up his control to follow God's. The wilderness is the same word used for where God's people went after they escaped from Egypt under Moses. There, we had 40 years. For Jesus, it was 40 days. Satan, the devil, was at the beginning of Genesis, and here he is again at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Continue his evil ways. Jesus uses quotes from the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament in reply to Satan and in doing so overturned the people's poor responses to God during their time in the wilderness. Even though they'd escaped from Egypt and slavery all they did was moan, oh we had more to eat when we lived in Egypt, oh how much longer are we going to be here? Jesus unlike them saw there was more to living than earthly food, that it was wrong to put God to the test and that you should only worship God. The temptations become questions of how Jesus thinks of his ministry as son of God. He is giving up his life as an ordinary human who would have lived as a carpenter in Nazareth. He could have chosen his role as son of God by doing miraculous acts that nourish the body, turning those stones into bread, or spectacular deeds, falling off the temple but not dying. Jesus resisted both those choices. He did do miracles that healed or fed, and spectacular acts like stilling the storm. But the devil was offering Jesus a shortcut to glory and people following him. And Jesus resisted, gave up such control. Jesus did not see miracles as an easy way to prove who he was. Miracles flowed out of him because he was who he was. Satan uses the basics of life to attack Jesus's resolve. Firstly, the need for bread to live. And then he moves on to love, thinking God will send all those angels to save him. But Jesus must have had God's worlds ringing in his head after his baptism. As he went in the water, the voice of God was heard, saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I take delight. And God takes delight in Sebastian and Iris, as today they come to their baptism. Finally, Satan tries power. This is the one that worked especially well with Adam and Eve, They believed that eating the apple would make them like God's, and they thought this was what they wanted. Although they must have known that they were made to be like God, made in God's image. Satan was very clever. They had been quite happy until now, looking after what God had created for them but they were encouraged to think through Satan that there must be something more. Satan has been trying in his temptations to shift the focus from God to something else. If Jesus had decided to use miracles as a proof of who he was, he would have been using them not to point to the true nature of God, but to himself. For Satan... The aim of the temptations was to draw the focus away from God. Thought I'd lost the last page, and I haven't. This is important to remember in Lent. We live in a world where so many things compete for a place at the centre of our lives there may not be anything much wrong with them but they're not God. They invite us to put something else in our lives where God should be. Lent gives us a chance to refocus on giving control to God in our lives and actions. Think of actions you can do during Lent and if they're good ones hopefully they will carry on for the rest of the year. Jesus does actually have the power to turn stones into bread. He knows he is God's beloved son, just as Adam and Eve knew they were made in God's image. What the devil offers Adam and Eve, they already have. But in their anxiety, created by the devil, they do not notice that. Jesus, however, completely focused on God, cannot be taken in by the devil's illusions. He has offered Jesus power in exchange for worship. Satan longs to be God himself, yet has failed to see what God is really like. Unlike Satan, Adam and Eve, Jesus is content to be what he is. God's own loved and obedient Son. Jesus offers God not only the obedience that Adam and Eve refused, but also the redeeming obedience that Israel refused in the desert after their escape from Egypt. It's important to remember that temptation for Jesus did not end in the wilderness. There were other times in his ministry that he was tempted. Remember the time of his rebuke to Peter at Caesarea Philippi when he said, Get thee behind me, Satan, when Peter could not understand Jesus speaking of having to go to the cross. The same is true for us. Temptation in life continues. And we must always be seeking to follow God's will for us. Letting him be in control, not ourselves. Amen.